Doing the business worldwide is on the air. I am your host, the sickest one of them all, Sick Vic. He is a hidden talent overseas. He is from Body Slam Pro Wrestling. And if you forgive me, sir, I'm just going to have you introduce your own name because I really don't want to butcher it. I'm a stupid American, I know. This. <laughs> What's your name? No worries. Hi, everyone. I'm Hunyadi Tamash from Body Slam Pro Wrestling. And I'm from Hungary, Budapest. Uh, but I live in uh, Copenhagen, Denmark, and wrestle mostly around in this area. Denmark is actually very beautiful. Not, not to put down Budapest, but it is actually very beautiful. It is quite flat though. Like the highest point of Denmark is like 180 meter or something like that. 180, 190. So there are like no mountains or anything at all in here. That's lame. Well, you just ruined my image of Denmark. Thank you. <laughs> so how did you started in professional wrestling. Sorry, one more time. How did you get started? in pro wrestling oh, i have seen it on the tv back in hungary and i have actually seen a hungarian hungarian wrestling while I, they have been uh having a tv contract and then i have seen a wwe con constantly week by week in hungary and when i technically when i had realized that the first one i have seen was a hungarian show because first I didn't know about it. Then I was started to search around it. And that was back in like 2015. And when I found out like, okay, it's actually in Budapest. And you can technically just go down there, start your trainings. I was going down with a small side story, but... <laughs> Just me breaking my wrist like before I wanted to go down. So I had to postpone a month. That's lame. Uh, <laughs> that's just me being half drunk when I climb trees. Not a good idea. I'm sure it was a good idea at the time. It was. It really was. It was a, especially because it was a tree that I was uh, always climbing. But uh, they have cut it a main one of the main part of it, so people cannot climb. But you can jump from one part to the other. Again, half drunk me didn't make the jump, so falling three meter, blocking with one wrist, wasn't the best idea. But as you're as you're at the doctor's office getting your wrist looked at. You probably think if this would make a funny story someday. At one point, yes, like just put a put the heat on my wrist. Like, oh no, not my not that wrist. Like I broke that, terrible. It's never healed up or something. That's wrestling. Just tell a story. And then uh, after all that, I was training in Hungary for one year, and when I moved to Denmark in two thousand sixteen. I continued with Body Slam Pro Wrestling. So after all the training is, is done, tell us about your first match in the ring. 
my first match that was back in 2019, 22nd June, I want to say. I'm quite sure I'm right on that. Against uh, one of the promoter of Badislam Pro Wrestling, Emeritus, who I don't know if you heard of him. No, but uh, it's like the head of Body Slam is like two brothers, Christian and uh, Søren, and Søren is the Emeritus. Um, and he has a lot of experience, so he he took the burden of debut me and carry me over on my first match, which wasn't like a house show in his hometown. So that was great. Great reactions and really good memories came out of that. And uh, then I was then I was kind of thought like that, okay, in this way, in with these house shows, we're gonna get me used to the crowd, which I was impatient of. So I was because we had house shows like every two months, maybe. So one match per two months, I was like, no, no, I need more than that. So that made me start having a relationship also with Dance Pro Wrestling, which is another company in Denmark, the oldest one. And I was working with them, I think, for a year about. And at the same time, I also joined the Copenhagen Championship Wrestling, which is which was like the third company at uh, back in 2020. So around half year in my career, I already worked with all the Danish promotions at this time. And I was really proud of that because that was one of my milestones in the beginning. And since I achieved that quite early on, I was, okay, next, what's next? I'm always trying to set out some smaller goals with kind of easy to achieve to, to have like the motivation out there. So what promotions are you currently working for right now? I work for Badislam Pro Wrestling and uh, Nordic Elite Wrestling in Denmark. In Sweden, I'm constantly working for Swedes, uh, for uh, Svensk Wrestling Sud which is like SWS. And other than that, I'm trying to get my, myself around. I In this year, I have been over in the UK, worked for, I worked for Elevation Wrestling, which is a Joseph Connors promotion. And other than that, I have been working around for a couple of promotions and being around wherever I could get some job. This year, I also worked for WXW on a, mainly on academy shows and also debuted in Passion Pro back in Hungary and the HCW, my first ever training promotion, but also back in Hungary. So for everyone who hasn't watched you in the ring, how would you describe your style? Is it high-flying? Is it technical? Powerhouse? 
at the moment it's like a bruiser powerhouse kind of combination which is mainly due to my strength being being one of the more powerful than I think I look like because at least that's my opinion that I, that I don't look that impressive but when I lift a 120 kilo guy that lift from the ground then people pop obviously so I mean, that gets people's attention right yeah exactly and I don't do that too often though <laughs> because of course you don't want to get them used to so how would you just what is your finisher in the ring like how do you end the matches at the moment I'm trying to work out something around the something around like Gunther's style to be honest where I have more big moves that I can use to end the match and to say some I use a like a less right sit out power bump then I can use an AA spear and uh, this year I also ended a couple matches with the chop actually chop is just as painful as a spear it is i think it's actually more painful even and people underestimate the chop no you get shot by a wrestler you get shot by a guy who can deadlift people off the ground and see how that feels and you know you would you be on the ground like crouching your chest as ref counts three yes so don't that's never underestimate the spear or the chop never it hurts as hell. It hurts like hell if it's coming from the right person. So what championships have you won in your career? And which one? I haven't won anything yet. Nothing? Nothing yet. I'm I'm in the talks right now. That's like spoiler alert. I don't have which promotions. But uh, I'm in the talks for 2024 and one of them and uh, also for the fall of 2023 again i don't mention promotions if you follow me on instagram you will see it because i of course i will post about it <laughs> so but you're young still so it's like you still got time to like start collecting belts exactly and i'm also not look i'm also not uh, thinking about championship belts as uh, as something that i must win or anything because it for me of course i will be super happy i might even cry unless i'm a i'm a bad guy when i've been it and i have to stay in character but uh, i'm looking at championships ships as an extra tool that i can use in the ring and not although <laughs> although it's something that you know you get as a reward for your hard work sometimes the story is just not there and i don't want to win a championship just to be like here you are thank you for your hard work you can have it for two months and then pass it on like no no I, if i get it i want a good story where it fits well if you're a heel you definitely use it as a tool to win matches definitely <laughs> 
to finish matches and keep the keep it. Hell yeah. <laughs> it needs to be. And, and as a face, I might get it in my face sometimes. And we just not talk about that part. But anyways, that's it would never happen with you, right? It would never happen with you. No. No. If, if, if it does, it, they caught you in a bad day. If you weren't ready. You weren't ready. Does it count? Oh, it just happens, you know, when they are like having it up here and uh, they're coming and just spear or chop or something and rest in peace. Yeah. leaves their midsection and chest wide open when they do that. Just be smart around it. So what matches have you had that so far in your career that meant the most to you? Ooh. No, that's hard. That's hard. I would say early on I had a I had a, a big match against Michael Fun in Denmark back in uh, 2020, I want to say it's either 19 or 20, but I really believe it's 20 October, where he as the one of the veteran of Danish wrestling really, really made me and worked under me, which I'm super thankful for. And uh, actually, like two weeks ago in Copenhagen, now we had like a not a rematch as one-on-one but uh, he and his tech partner was uh, up against uh, me and my partner so that these two I would say these two matches really meant something for me to see from his point of view of okay how was I three four years ago and how am I now because he have seen me when I started, he have felt my work when I started, and now he felt me again after all this time. And I won a candlestick in a bad way, but what well, so in your opinion, what is the most painful move in professional wrestling that you have felt? That I got. Either a backbreaker that I didn't know of. Or a stiff ring, I would say. More a stiff ring than a, than a move, to be honest. Like, I don't know if you have been in those rings that are just feeling like uh, they give no bouncing, no nothing back. They just, you take a bump and you die instantly. <laughs> I would say those, any of those bumps. In Poland, actually, yeah, let's say actually in Poland, there was one time when uh, they had a they have a really bad ring, and I took a kind of a rock button, so like a uranagi, and I was in the mood to wrestle a big match, so I took that bump like a champ, and then I felt like okay, man, shouldn't have done that. Yes, I'm gonna feel this tomorrow. <laughs> And for the rest of my life. <laughs> but you love the sport. I love being here. Oh. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
And right after I got a stiff kick in my, uh, how do you call the area? You stirred him? Yeah. Like a stiff kick right there. Okay. I, I took that fucking bump. Now I cannot breathe. I love this match. Knock the win out of you for sure. So what's the one thing you wish like a wrestling fan would understand about your job? Why not everyone understanding the business? Like in the meaning of, you know, when someone is really just a, a great spot monkey, let's say, but don't get the reason of how they are not seeing what, for example, I see that, okay, you have so much potential, you can do anything in the ring, but why do you do that? You know, like, for example, Taker said, like, sometimes less is more. And I'm wrestling like that, for, for example, because I could do high-flying moves. I can do handspring and I could jump off the top rope and everything, but I don't need it because that's how I, that's how I made my style and that's how I improved myself. Just stay on the ground, be the soldier on the ground and don't need any high-flying. If I need it, that's because I, I'm up against a two meter tall, two times wider guy. Yeah. So it would so it wouldn't make sense of me being the strong guy in the ring at that point. Yeah, at that moment you're just in survival mode. It's like I, you do the flippy stuff, let's just get away from it. So and also like technically I'm not a I'm Again, like I, that's how I feel. I don't feel that big. I'm only 180 centimeter, which is like a five foot 11 and a hundred kilo, which is okay. That's a, that's okay. Yeah. But again, like when you're watching, watching at uh, Drew McIntyre or Gunther with over 190, then I, and they are white boys. So, then I look a small frame stereo kind of guy <laughs> compared to them. So what's the difference? Since you've you said that you've seen American wrestling, what's the difference? Can you tell us about wrestling in America and wrestling the places you've been? That's a that's a really good question. That's a really good question. For the first one, I, I wanted to say that Americans are more business-minded about wrestling and less, less uh, spot-fest-minded. But then I was like thinking in my head and how many, how many crap did I see about also American wrestling? So... It's, it's a hard question. It, it is actually a really hard question. <laughs> I think 
compared to the American wrestling, the European one is still growing and still finding its way of how to do things, how to be how to become as big as for example WWE has become or New Japan even because we are still not even on that level and I honestly think that there are promotions that have the potential of becoming these big leading promotions in Europe but uh, it definitely it definitely needs a five ten more years plus minus with how many guys are getting taken by given promotions like AEW, WWE, New Japan. Because I know that many of the because most of the people that I know of they either they have a life goal of going to these promotions obviously like why wouldn't they and uh, in a way that probably takes back on the growing at the same time and i'm not gonna lie like if i could if i would get a chance from wwe or any of these promotions i would take it of course because that's that's how life goes again this is a business if they offer the money that's where you have to go i saw um this wasn't with the promotion you were at um marcus of man does that ring a bell yeah i know him personally i saw him um because he's been on the show before and it was you know like believe it or not if people don't believe me or not i don't care Whoever comes on the show, I do keep tabs on them on YouTube and stuff like that. I just don't go, oh, see you later, and don't think. I do keep tabs, believe it or not. And I saw a match of him recently, and they had a violin player, um, Shiraz Moberg, you know, did a little violin piece to lead him into the ring. And right there, I was just like, this is something I don't see in America because with all the lights and everyone has, has to be bigger, better, just a solo violent player calling, playing a wrestler down the ring. It just seemed like it drew me in more. Which promotion was that? Was that Stockholm Wrestling? Uh, I will go... Actually, Shiraz won't mind the extra. I'll go call it up right now. Marcus is a great guy, so he's a great technical guy. I think I got it right here. Ah, yes, that's uh, Stockholm Wrestling, yes. Oh, my God. I didn't know they did this. Yeah, for some reason, it just kind of drew me in the anything I've seen in America and a long time. That is so much him. 
I mean, that's exactly him. That's Marcus of Man right there. Like, that's that's a character, right? It is. That's, that's what we need in wrestling. Yeah, we do. We have like too many like normal people being like wrestling is supposed to be characters. That's what's so great back in the old days. It's the fight between the two characters, the story between two characters, be that five for five minutes or ten minutes or thirty, sixty couple shows. This is awesome. I don't know that guy though, the in the pink. I don't also noticed the ring announcer at one point was getting thumbs down. I was like, don't try to turn the crowd against Marcus. What is that? That's not fair. But technically, he's the heel in this story. So. Oh, but the ring announcer's not supposed to go thumbs down. Like, well, you know. <laughs> uh, Stockholm wrestling is a weird one, to be honest, but That's, I think that's enough about them <laughs> to keep it nice. Pretty piece of side ground. Yeah, it's because it's a it's a uh, festival. I've also been with them in uh, in August. We had like, was it August? August or July? I had a small show with them on a nineties rock. 90s festival i don't think it was a rock festival but 90s festival and that was also like i really enjoyed it that's actually where i finished two matches with a chop because the ring was uh, quite stiff so again like as i like to work smart i just told the guys like okay let's save some bumps because i would i would not like to bump here i believe that you neither so let's make a good match but with less bumps in it and instead of me bumping you with a power bomb from up there and you get the job you we go home safe only reason i had to cut that match short was the the our team did not win so i'm not gonna you may go entertain that match i'm not gonna entertain <laughs> marcus losing i don't oh, no. I'm biased that way. That's right. Why did Marcus lose? Marcus. I, I saw a lot of cheating going on. I can't point it out, but but yeah. You know, as a heel, I have to say there is no such thing as cheating. Just because the referee did not see it, that's the referee's mistake. Oh, if the referee didn't see it, then it's not cheating. It's not cheating, right? It's it's being smart. It's known as the, the promotion needs to buy again a new referee. He knows how to do his job. Doesn't yeah, see. exactly. It's the referee's fault. It's his uh, it's his job to keep the peace. I guess he's not doing his job, so I use my opportunity. You have an old school wrestler named Jesse Ventura. I heard the name before. He always used to say, win if you can, 
rules if you must, but always try to cheat. That's the way. That's the way. I mean, that's a catchphrase. Yeah, I mean, ever since then, I've always liked the heels. Everyone wants to be a good guy. They want to be liked. A bad guy is like totally different. He goes by his beliefs, whether people like it or not. Yeah. That's, that's what I really like these days. Like, if you're watching movies, like, for example, the, the Marvel with Thanos, Thanos had all technically only had good intentions in a bad way, but he had good intentions. So who's the good guy? And for the first part, I was like, I really want Thanos to snap his fingers. I want to see that. Of course, he's not going to win in the end of the day because it's Marvel, but I want to see him snap his fingers and I want to see the good guys work their way back from that. Yeah. Like take a little bit of a defeat and then climb back out of the hole to win. Like how how is the... If that would happen, like in real life, that half of humanity is just gone, just like that. That's crazy. But how would we overcome on that? We definitely would. But how? Unfortunately, this world that we live in is changing. I would delete more than 50%. I would I can say that. Yeah. At this point, I just want, I don't know, 80% delete and then the rest can go on. So five years from now, where do you see yourself? Five years from now, I want to be a full-time wrestler. By full-time, I mean I want to leave off wrestling. I want to quit my normal job and be and be able to tell that I'm a wrestler, I'm a professional wrestler. I can teach wrestling, I do seminars, and that makes my living. If that happens in any way, possible i am really happy and i achieved my goal your boss is okay with you being a wrestler yes he's they are actually really okay with it like they are i think the the job that i have now is the most supportive that i have ever had because they like Day one, when I just went in for a job interview, my first thing was that, okay, I'm a wrestler and that is my number one priority. But to make that work for myself, I need this job and I will work as hard as I can for you because I need this job to do what I love. So this is what I can offer. This is what I need for it. If that's not what you need, I can find something else, and that's just life. That's business. Like, again, business. I was just really clear about the fact that, for example, in this year, I almost haven't worked any weekend, and there was a month when I didn't work because of wrestling. But, but now we are having a hard period at the job, 
So almost every day I'm not going to wrestle, I'm going to work nine hours. And from end in October, I'm gonna work 26 days at my job. And the rest of the days I'm not working because I have wrestling. You have to work 26 straight days? Uh, not not uh, straight after each other. It's like some of them are stopped by because of wrestling. So imagine a nine-hour work shift and go to go to wrestle, don't sleep, get get uh, get physically <laughs> damaged, and yeah. then go back next day, six o'clock in the morning to work. And you have to include your workouts and all that in between. Yeah, that's. For example, today I finished at four o'clock, came home and came home by five, went down to the gym and I was home 7.40, jumped into the shower and eight o'clock I was here for you. I appreciate you fitting me in your busy schedule. Anytime. You, we agreed like a month ago, so that's only, that's how it goes. That's right. You did tell me about how you had a crazy schedule and the beginning of last month that I can put you like next month. And I was like, okay, next month. Cool. <laughs> I mean, that was because I was doing the UK trip. So, so I haven't had any computer with me. I haven't had a microphone. I haven't had anything with me that I could have recorded with my phone, but that I don't think you would have uh, appreciated that to be honest. <laughs> I just appreciate your time, no matter where you give it to me, but I used to look more comfortable now. That's the most important part. You're comfortable coming on. I am. I am. I've, I've had a referee one time contact me when he was waiting for his plane to taxi. Oh. He saw it. How did that end up? Uh, it, it was short, but it was, you know, but no, it was, I was just like, well, that's something unusual. One for the record books. Well, that but that's life. Yeah, I told him like you didn't have to. No, no, no. I want to do it. okay. All right, you know. No, I much rather wait until everyone's comfortable than just getting a quick show out now. The life is too short to be all like, oh my, you have to do things right now, 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 now. Just calm down. Exactly, just like in wrestling, you know, you have to calm down to get better. Yeah, I see. I see a lot of wrestling storylines, you know, become crap because if they just waited like another month or two, it would have been beautiful. But nope, they had to drop the bombshell now and they had the gap of, well, we don't know what to do before the match. And it's just like, that was good, but still the build up was this crap. Yeah. And that. I think that's one of the things that I'm, for example, missing. Like uh, some of the promotions that I wrestle for, it's uh, very like that indie style where it's not much story, or at least I'm not in the story matches. And when I am, that's because I try to make it into a story match. Because still, like every every match has to has its own story, and uh, Again, like that's how I try to work. When I see that I'm paired up 
to work with someone that is uh, less skillful than I am, then I try to adjust my part of the my part of the match to their level. So it's not gonna become like a crazy let's do spot after spot after spot. Why did you forget this about? Why did you forget this? And instead of all that stress, yeah. I just go, okay, this match might contain five moves combined all together in 10 minutes, but we will make a good story and we will look at the camera when we, we need to look at the camera. We will look out for the people when we have to look out for the people. We put a taunt here. We put a pin there. So in the end of the day, it's going to still look like a decent match. With And instead of feeling bad about the match in the end of the day because we wanted too much, I end up being happy about it because we did good and it became a good match. Of course, in the end of the day, you say you, you cannot say that you did the match of the day, but what is the match of the day? It was a good story or a good or a good spot fest. I think it's more the people, like what the people like in the end of the day. Yeah, but don't you have a match at the end? You're just like, that was a damn good match. You felt proud that you did it. There are some. There is a. There was one match where. Uh, <laughs> In SWS, I don't think it's on YouTube or anywhere to be found, sadly. But uh, it was against one of their uh, less skillful, but really good guy who's like pushing, trying to push his limits, called uh, Topolovic. And when we were making the match, we had a we had like a whiteboard with all the matches to write down like okay what are you guys doing what are you guys doing so the match is gonna look different and I remember I went up to our match and I was like five minutes chain wrestling and everyone who have seen it came out to like are you sure you wanna do five minutes chain wrestling for this crowd with him I was like yes. We're gonna do five minutes chain wrestling. My goal for today, I wanna hear a pop for a headlock takedown from him to me. And in the end of the day, he did the headlock takedown on me after five minutes of hard work, and the people lost their fucking mind <laughs> on a headlock takedown. While every other match had pie drivers, power, power bomb, flippy shit, everything. We did a match, headlock, takedown, pop. Moment. After five minutes of technically doing nothing but work the crowd and wrestle a bit. So moments like these are what I'm happy for and what I'm when I feel like okay yes I, I know something 
I must be on the right path or of like how to think and how to build. But of course, like you need the opponents at the same time from time to time to get better. Then uh, then I had matches against like uh, Joseph Connors as well, former WWE NXT UK star. And uh, that's when I realized, for example, that my cardio is not where I where I need it to be. And uh, when I had my first match against him is when I realized that you can make a match in five minutes and make a good match in five minutes. And you don't need to plan so much ahead because you just sometimes have to react on the re- react on the people and see what happens. See what happens. Relax. And that was a really good learning lesson when I first had a match with him. And then in the UK, he was helping me out, bringing me around, and uh, he was bringing me on one of the UK camp show where the referee was James Mason, who's a former NXT UK coach. And I had a match against Joseph Connors again. And most of the match was just on the fly. Like we had a start, we had a finish, and the rest was on the fly. And that was again another experience of you can be chill and you can talk, you can enjoy, you can listen to the crowd, you can shout loud without doing anything crazy crap. And all these experiences just pushing me towards of okay, I don't need to do flippy shit. We have those guys, we have that guy, we have that guy. They will do the flippy crap. I'm not doing that. If I do that, that's because again, there is an undertaker like this stall right next to me. So, what events do you have coming up? Um, this week I have Body Slam Pro Wrestling on. Friday and Saturday in two different cities. One of them is a house show, the other one is a big show. Then uh, next week I have another house show with Body Slam. And the week after that is Nordic Elite Wrestling, where I have a TLC match for the tag team belts. Then, if I remember well, after that I have a one week off. From wrestling at least. Um, and then I have a couple of things in October, I think four or five shows, but uh, I don't think any of them are like that big, huge shows. Well, where can people find you on social media so they can catch your, the latest updates of your events? Yes, on social media, you can find me as Hunyadi Tamas 97. Do they see my name down here or like I see or? Oh, now I cannot hear you. Yes, yeah. You want to say hi? Yeah. 
the dragon. He's watching Shrek. My son's watching Shrek. Come on, say hi. Say hi. Oh, hello there. He's he's watching Shrek. He says his favorite movie is Shrek, but he's afraid of the dragon. Stay right there, everybody. Hello there. Follow me on social, you too. <laughs> I'll be there in a moment. But it's uh, basically the H U N Y A D I T A M A with the no, it's just A and S ninety seven. That's how I am on every of my socials with X and uh, Instagram as well. I'm not using X that much though. Or just take the easy way. Just go look the title of the episode, copy, paste. Boom, they'll find you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's an easy one. I appreciate you coming on today, sir. Thank you very much. And Thank you very much for having me. You're killing it over there. When you went gold, you're coming back on. I really hope that at one point, well, like at least five before five years, I hope, but... I'm coming back and then we can talk like how is my five years plan uh, going ahead? Oh, do five years, three years, whatever you want. Come on, man. Just let me know. So next week, same time? Don't test me. I'll schedule you. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much. Thank you for everyone who listened. Thank you for watching this. Keep the business worldwide and we are all out.